and welcome back to Sea Red UK, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm very good, Matt. I'm very good. Glad to be back talking again. How are you? Yeah, it's been uh, what we last recorded on last Wednesday, so nearly a week without a therapy session. It's <laughs> definitely need it. <laughs> Having a bit of a quiet week at work as well, so relaxing a little bit now. That's good. But, yeah, I suppose we'll uh, crack on with it straight away. With the latest news, not, again, there isn't a lot, to be fair, at this time of the year. Uh, like I say, we recorded last Wednesday, and I think as we finished recording, Shams put a tweet out saying that Bulls have officially signed Malcolm Hill to his two-way. I think that was pretty much expected, to be fair. was. Obviously, Justin Lewis is the other one, but we're not sure what's going on with him. So, could still be another one to come in alongside yes. Malcolm. But I'd say that's probably it. It's you know it's a two way in it. It's, I'm sure if they need to, they'll pick somebody up at a later date. Yeah, which they may have to. Yeah. Uh, after that, there was pictures going around at the weekend that. Zach Levine was working out with Jason Tatum. Again, it's just a workout and it was just pictures. But I like it. I like seeing players work out with other, definitely like superstar level players as well, like Tatum. Um, I think it'll help Zach's game a lot. You know, it's better than working out with someone holding up a stick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, <laughs> so, uh, I think he'll learn a lot from it. The bo- uh, well, they both will, which not necessarily good that Tatum learns anymore, but definitely for Zach. Uh, and then yesterday, well, over the weekend, um, Patrick Williams' brother, Kobe, was trying out for Windy City Bulls. Um, again, it's not really news as such, doesn't affect Bulls in any way, but if he's got his brother in Chicago with him, it can only make him feel a bit more comfortable and he's, he works out a lot with his brother as well. Uh, he was through the summer. I know his brother's played, I don't know what level it was, took a couple of years out and he's trying to get his way back in now. So, like I say, not really news, just a bit of a interest point really. Yeah, well, I mean, the sporting world needs another uh, Williams pairing, don't they? Well, yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, if... It has the same effect for Yanis as it did with having all his brothers around him, then I'm here for it. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that was it for most of the news. But oh, no, there was obviously Alex Caruso as well was in Paris back end of last week. He was due to come to London, but everything that's going on with the Queen, I think all that got... Oh, he did arrive in London, but didn't do anything and flew back as far as I'm aware yeah there was nothing posted about him in England at all was there no I saw he put on his Instagram story he was having a a pint in London and then I think everything just got cancelled because of the Queen dying so yeah not not good but I'm sure he was disappointed that he didn't get to go to his Man City game as well if that was on his agenda Mm, true yeah everything was cancelled so, yeah, uh, apart from that, it's a bit of a Eurobasket roundup again. Um, on Saturday, Slovenia beat Belgium 88 72 to advance to the quarterfinals. 
And Goran put up 11 points, four rebounds, four assists and two steals. That was on Saturday, same as Montenegro. We were eliminated by Germany, 85-79. With Marco probably having his, his best game. 13 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals and one block. Uh, like I say, Germany eliminated. I believe they're playing Greece as we speak. Uh, Germany advance even I believe they're playing Greece as we speak um, and I think Slovenia play Poland tomorrow so hopefully they keep going so we've got a bit to talk to about Goran uh, I believe that was it for any Bulls players in action one player who was in action a former Bull Lowry and he's had him, himself a bit of a tournament it's come <laughs> to an end Come to an end today as uh, Finland got beat by Spain. But he broke, was it the Finnish scoring record last, or was it on Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, Larry went off. 43 points, nine rebounds, three assists as they beat Croatia in 94-86. Was a, I don't know if you saw this, all the scores on, I think it was Sunday. There was four games yeah. And all but one of them finished 94-86 and the one that yeah. didn't was 94-88. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, obviously, you don't want to go too deep into Lowry, but I don't know if that's his, his level, his European basketball, or because well, we, we never saw that Lowry, did we? No, I, I mean, he, he was... He seems to be suited more to the European game, and I, I I don't know if that's where he'll ultimately end up. But I mean, there's there's rumours at the minute that he could be on the move again from Utah, but at, at the moment that's just at the rumour level. Yeah, back to the East and uh, the Eastern Conference champions. Yeah, obviously to replace Gallinari, I believe it is. Oh, that's the rumour. Um, I don't know if that's a sign of desperation for Celtics or they actually see something in him. Yeah, well, we saw something in him too. It just didn't come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think if he ends up staying in Utah, it could be a good move for him because he's, especially what they're going through at the minute. And mm. uh, not really any pressure on him, but also maybe a bit of a free free reign to do what he needs to do sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it gives it gives him the chance to kind of find his game a bit, I think. Yeah, and maybe a bit of confidence coming out of the Euros or the Eurobasket, you know, the form he's been in. You just don't know, do you? It might be the little reboot he needed. Uh, yeah, that's it for any latest news. So we'll finish our... Uh, player hopes and predictions for next year we've only got two to do so we'll double them up and the first one is the new goat Alex Caruso I'll I'll pass it over to you first to see what you want to make of him well um, with his new French flair that he's got coming back to us I I don't know if it's going to affect his game or anything but um, no I, I think Alex Caruso is an absolute catalyst um, you know, we saw it before when he came back from his injury. As soon as he stepped on the floor, it, it just ignited something across the whole team. He uh, he not only plays basketball for the Chicago Bulls on the court, he he plays basketball for the Chicago Bulls when he's off the court as well. 
Um, he is like a second coach to the to the team. Um, he uh, he's an incredible, tenacious defender, and uh, and can run the floor and keep things moving as well. And he's not bad from three point line either or three point range either. I I really like the guy, and um, I hope he stays with us going forward um, for a while. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's what one. Well, this is going into his second year of four year deal. Yeah, obviously Lakers fans were gutted that he left, and LeBron was. There's obviously that meme going around, isn't there, where LeBron as Wolverine sort of yeah. stroking the picture of him. <laughs> um, like you say, his you know his D and everything is, and he'll put his body on the line for he the will. team as well, which. Not necessarily a good thing, because <laughs> as we saw last year, he picks up a few sort of niggly little injuries, doesn't he? His back. I mean, looking back at last year, what was it? He didn't he get COVID, but before that, he'd done his was it his ankle or his foot? Yeah, he, missed... he got COVID when he was already injured. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he come back from that, and then it was the the wrist after Grayson Allen assaulted him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then he come back from that, and it was his back, was it, towards the end of the year? That yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if the back thing was kind of related to the slam he got from uh, from Grayson Allen as well, though. To be honest, yeah, and he he has mentioned that he's using his workouts in the summer to uh, sort of not toughen his body up, but change it to a way that it can cope with the demands of how he plays or something, wasn't it? That he said so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking back at last year, he averaged uh, 7.4 points, 4 assists, 3.6 rebounds, uh, 1.7 steals in 41 games played. So when you look at that that 41, I mean, we all go on about Lonzo only playing 35. He's only played in six more, mm. which really does show how we struggled last year with injuries. Yeah, definitely, um, especially when he's kind of a backup to Lonzo, really, you know, and then the two of them are down. Yeah, and how good they both are on the defensive end as well. Yeah. Um, you know, as we're going to speak about, I think, on our next episode with the bench players, we've just been having a little chat before and we're saying about how he can guard up and down as well. It's his, although he's listed as a guard, you're not worried if he has to come on and... Because didn't he play a couple of, of the four last year as he come back towards the end yeah. of the year? When when Billy went really small, yeah, yeah, which is not ideal, but defensively it works. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm a big fan of him. I, would, I must admit, before he came, I didn't know much about his game to be honest, because just through not watching a lot of Lakers. Same, um, you know, and he's got that underdog mentality and he the undrafted made his way up through the G League and well, he's got a ring to show for it so yeah yeah and, and as much as people say what they want about LeBron he probably learned a lot playing alongside LeBron so for however many years he did was it one two years yeah yeah so in terms of where we see it next year, what what do you want to see out of him? Uh, less injuries for a start. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, I just wanted him to continue to to battle the way he does. I mean, he the way he can manipulate and and clear around screens, get over screens, get under screens. I don't think I've seen all too many players better than him in the whole league for the way he can get around screens actually. And yeah. and that keeps the flow of the of the the play going for us where when players like himself and Lonzo are missing, we saw ourselves that the the play can kind of stagnate an awful lot and end up becoming a lot of ISO ball either through DeMar or Zach. And I think with Alex Caruso in the lineup and Lonzo or both of them there, that kind of goes away. So um, I'm really hoping he comes back and shows us more of that. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen videos, well, videos, photos of him working out and I mean, he looks ripped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's definitely been working on his three point as they all do. You know, and people will say, I want to see him do it in a game rather than an empty gym and stuff like that. But it's all about muscle memory, isn't it? With things yes. like that and, you know, speeding up the release or working up, you know, the when to release it. Because obviously, like a lot of people go on about Kobe Bryant, don't they? How his release was just unusual to everybody else's because it was, at the, you know, it when he released the ball, it was different to when everyone else does it and people try and emulate that and it just doesn't seem to work. Mm. So, like you say, as long as he stays relatively, I can see him missing a few games with niggly injuries, whether yeah. it's the back or... I don't think he's an 82-game player. No, and uh, to be fair, I don't think there's many players who are now, is there? And yeah. not that play the way that he does anyway because... He's, he must be in pain when he comes off the court most nights. He's, oh. You know, he's one person that you know will stand in the way of Yanis. Yeah. Charging to the paint, travelling and elbowing and whatever else Yanis does to get to the rim. So, <laughs> but no, um, I'd imagine, obviously we've got hopes of him being, well, last year it was sixth man of the, sixth, sixth man of the year, wasn't it? And, whether that's still his role because we don't know what's going on with Alonso and stuff like that, but it's certainly one that can be in contention for it. So, Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, I want him and Alonso both in the running for defensive sort of player of the year and stuff like that. Oh, the people saying they were anyway, weren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely they should be in contention if they if they get enough games out of them. They should be in contention for all defensive anyway. Yeah, but yeah, so I think you know we're both pretty clear on what we you know we both like him and mm-hmm. hopefully he's around for at least another three years. Yeah, see out his contract and I think is what he passes on to players like Ayo as well and now Dale and Terry with we're going to get into obviously like I say on Thursday I think is that's that's crucial for us as well that leadership sort of off the court as well in it is more than anything but that that's exactly it I mean you can see him when he's off the court um he's constantly talking to the guys and giving them guidance and passing on little tips here and there of where where they could be what they can do and it's it's he definitely has a career ahead of him um with a suit on, standing on the sidelines at some point. Yeah. 
Plus, he likes a good flex as well, doesn't he? Oh, Which, absolutely. <laughs> I'll happily see a few of them next year. And well, that takes us now into the last one, and it is Derek Jones Jr. And I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot we'd re-signed him, which is why he's been left till till the end, I think. <laughs> uh, that's not a knock on him, it's just a knock on the fact that he was here last year, and, well, he's here again next year, or for the next two years, isn't he? So, yeah, essentially, um, he's obviously he's just a, a bench player. Was he re-signed on a two years, 6.6 6 million? So it was that three point three a year, which is quite a big cut, I think, in it from what he was on when he first come for, for the first come to us. Uh, six point six million contract. Yep. Was he on about nine or something like that when he first come? Wasn't he? Nine rings a bell, actually. Yeah, I can't see it anywhere, but yeah, I believe it was not nine. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean his stats for last year: five point six points, three point three rebounds, not point six blocks, and he played fifty one games. Um, I like him. Don't get me wrong. Like I say, he is just that little bit of energy off the bench. He can play, obviously, the four. Played a little bit of the five, didn't he? Backing up for Vooch last year. Yeah. He's not going to win us games. He's not that sort of a player, is he? But coming off with his... When he activates aeroplane mode, it gets the crowd going, it gets the team going, and that's kind of what we want from him. It's that little spark just to get everybody going again, isn't it? And yeah, obviously, a couple of highlights from last year with him was obviously he did that dunk on Yanis, mm-hmm. which obviously that definitely got the crowd going. Yeah, and. He elbowed Grayson Allen as well, didn't he? In the head. That was which... that was my highlight of the year from him anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were all calling for somebody like Tristan Thompson to stand up and do what we needed, it was Derek Jones Jr. that did it in the end. Yeah. So, I reckon that's why they resigned him actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I say, I, I don't mind him coming back. It's not I didn't forget because I don't like him. I just forgot because well, the whole off season seemed a little bit that way didn't it really um, yeah. the whole continuity thing and I mean, he's he was doing alright and then he got injured as well didn't he? he Got was it his thumb or his finger that he yeah, went out he was with play, he was playing with like a kind of a strap on for a while wasn't he yeah when he came back and then he fell out with the rotation and everyone was saying it's because he can't shoot threes and but he was needed as well last year that was the the strange thing with it all, wasn't it? It was, well, we had nobody else, especially at the four, which with uh, Pat going down. So it was just, yeah. I mean, what do you think of him? Yeah, I mean, I like him. Um, I don't love him, but I like him. I love some of the things he does. Um, I do actually think that the the status quo of being able to say that we have two slam dunk champions on our team is quite cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that doesn't, like you said, that doesn't win your games. Um, but what he, what he can do is if he comes up with a highlight play, um, it, it can ignite something. But what we need then is for the rest of the team, if they're in a slump or if they're looking for something to get them going, that if he does come up with a highlight play, whether it's one of his 
um, electrifying blocks or one of one of his high flying dunks that they use that as a spark to to start something else because he'll give you a spark but he won't keep you going yeah and that and that's down to the rest of the team to catch a hold of that and and run with it when he does do something i think because it gets the crowd into it yeah particularly for home games of course yeah i mean it's quite quite good on the defensive end as well isn't he because he's yeah no, he's a good blocker of the ball yeah and the only problem is he picks up a lot of fouls which... Well, I suppose that's the thing. If you if you're going in for the big powerhouse um, rejection, you know you, yeah. you do have that tendency to get called for fouls. Then, yeah. So I mean, obviously looking forward to next year. You know, do you see him getting a lot of minutes or? Um, well, unfortunately, I think he's going to get more minutes probably than he should get, um, and that's basically because we are quite thin at the four and five position. Um, okay, we've got Drummond to back up Vooch now, uh, but Tony Badley, I mean Bradley, um, <laughs> isn't going to do very much as a, as a third reserve there, really. And, and the longer he uh, warms the bench, the better. So, you know, Derek Jones could be put in the five position, as we've said. Um, but I mean, he's more likely to be backing up Patrick at the four, I think, and um, and he's needed. We don't have much depth there at all. Yeah, I mean, like you say, he's probably likely to back up P. Will. And obviously we're all wanting P. Will to set that, that next step and that big leap. Yeah. If he's coming in and giving, you know, like sort of two, three minutes at a time, just give P. Will that little bit of a break, recompose yeah. himself. And that's all we're going to really need of him, isn't it? And in that two, three minutes, he could maybe... You know, slam it down sort of three, four times and a couple of big blocks, you know, just be a nuisance really, isn't it, more than anything. And I think it just scares the opposition a little bit when you've got somebody who's willing to fly through the air like that and, you know, the same way Javante does. It's How yeah. do you stop it? It's just without fouling. It's, you know, as Yanis found out when he got dunked on. You just exactly. can't stop him when he's going. You know, yeah, yeah we all laughed because it was Yanis, but at the same time, that's what you want to see from players like Yanis is getting dunked on because they're willing to get themselves in the way. You don't want your superstars backing down from it, do you? So it's, it was one of the highlights of the year, but then fair play to Yanis for going up with him. Which Yeah. So, yeah, so I think, like I say, used sparingly as a backup for P. Will, and that's probably where he's going to be, isn't it, really? Yeah, Hopefully, exactly. Anyway, if we yeah. see him starting games and getting a lot more minutes, then something's gone wrong somewhere, hasn't it? Exactly. That's exactly it. So, yeah, that's our, well, that's all the roundup done now, isn't it, for our hopes and predictions between these and the couple of episodes on Stump that are available. Uh, like I say, Thursday's episode, we're going to do a bit of a dive on the bench mob. So we'll be probably covering a lot of them again, but in a different aspect, really. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. 
Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything, with anyone, and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Going to play another little game. We've done our drafts, which I ended up winning. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely won the third one anyway. Uh, Yeah, you did. Okay, fair enough. The Twitter poll, and we actually got an answer out of Tim Sinclair as well, and he gave it to me, so... Yeah. I think he wanted to give all three to me, but he just he didn't want to hurt your feelings. So. Do you think? Yeah, well, that you think? That's, what, that's what he told me in a private message. Oh, because he told me the same thing in a private message <laughs> that it was actually you he didn't want to hurt. So I was surprised at that. <laughs> Shout out, Tim. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what we're going to do for this one is play bench or wave along the lines of snog, marry, avoid sort of thing, innit? Yeah. Um, your idea, so I'll let you go with the first one. Okay. Uh, well, quite a simple concept, and uh, people at home, you're more than welcome to uh, jump on. We'll be popping it onto the socials as well, and you can give us your opinion on it. There's no right or wrong answer. It's personal opinion, which is what makes it interesting, I guess. Okay, so I'll start off with the first one I've got written down for you then, Matt. Play, bench, or wave. Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., and Daniel Gafford. Hmm, interesting. Now, bearing bearing in mind that you have to base this on how they were or are as a bull, not for any other team at their at their peak bull status. Right. I'm gonna go play Kobe. Okay. Bench. Gafford. Not that easy, is it? <laughs> no. Bench, Gafford, and wave DJJ. Okay. All right. And reasons is I think Kobe offers more than what the other two do. That's why he's playing. Or he can offer more than the other two. If <laughs> yeah, whether he does. Consistently. Um, I think Gafford just offers a bit more than what DJ DJJ does off the bench. You know, we've did you play a profile on him, didn't we, the other week? Mm-hmm. And he was capable of getting on the end of lobs and just being a good backup big man. And it's no knock on DJJ that I'm waving him, but obviously, as we've just discussed, is he's, he's literally a backup. Well, just a backup player, and he? he just doesn't really not going to win us games and stuff like that. Whereas Gafford, I think, yeah, I know we're meant to be looking at how he was as a bull. Yeah, it, you know, he's just could have been some. Well, could have been the player he was for Wizards at Bulls if given the right development. I'm thinking so. Yeah, play Kobe, bench Gafford, and with DJJ. Okay, very good. Um, I think if I was going to do it, I would do it slightly differently. I would probably um, play Gafford, bench DJJ, and get rid of Kobe. Ooh, controversial. 
controversial. Kobe, <laughs> Kobe just needs to prove himself now. He's he's lost me. He's lost me completely. <laughs> so I, I'm not completely out on Kobe just yet. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's, this year or nothing for me. Yeah, it is for me, but I'm I'm willing to um, give him a little bit of leeway at the minute. <laughs> okay, just purely because of his injury last year, and I do yeah. like him. I do like him, but yeah, I can see why people want rid. Yeah. So yeah, uh, my first one, and to be honest, I don't even know what I'd do with you just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different level of players to the ones that you've just given, and uh, so it's. Play bench or wave Denzel Valentine, Chandler Hutchinson, and Cristiano Felicio. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hang on, let me just climb into the bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> okay, right, well, I mean, oh Jesus, actually, I think you'd think it would be easy, but when you start breaking it down in your head, it's not that simple. Like, I mean, you don't want any of them to play, <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Right, okay. Oh, Denzel, oh, I'll bench him. Felicio, I'll wave. And who was the other one again? Chandler Hutchinson. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to change that. Um, yeah, I'll wave Hutchinson. I'll bench Felicio and I'll reluctantly play Denzel. Yeah, I, I was thinking of it as you were saying it then, and that's, that's exactly what I'd do. You know, Felicio was used to being on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. So he might as well stay there. He's always good for a high five. Absolutely, he gives the best high fives. Hutch, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why he's not there anymore. And well, at least Valentine was confident, I'm guessing, you know, so... He had the confidence to play, didn't he? Yeah. Just yeah. didn't play very well. Well, he did in very, very small, small In the summer league. Spurts. Oh, yeah, he was summer league king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you go with your next one because I don't right. think there's any more to say on them three. Okay. Uh, okay, one uh, one I've got here then. Joakim Noah. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan. And Scotty Pippen. Wow. You gotta play <laughs> gotta play Pip. Yeah. That's tough. Obviously going I mean obviously we've only had one year of Damar, haven't we? And obviously it was quite a year. I'm gonna but say then we had we had an MVP candidate year out of Joe King. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'm going to say bench Joachim and wave Demar purely okay. on. Obviously, you've got to play Pip just because of everything he did and everything he is. And um, the only reason I'm waving Demar is because we've only had him for a year. Okay, we saw a lot more from Noah over his time. That's that's the only reason. Not a knock on Demar because I love him and I hope he does the same again. Well, near enough the same again this year. So, yeah, yeah. Well, how would you do that one? It's tough, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, you have to play. You have to play Pippin. 
um, and to try and choose between what Demar done in one year and what Joakim done for us over the course of his whole career with the Bulls, you have to go Noah. You have to go. Noah. I, you know, he like I say, he gave us that MVP caliber season as well, and Demar gave us an MVP caliber season almost last year. Um, but it get it so far, it's one year. So basically, yeah. one year against multiple years. What was it? Six, seven, eight years? Was it with Joakim? I think. Anyway, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Uh, you've got to take Joe Keem is on the bench, Pippin uh, to play and wave Demar. Yeah. Right. I've got another four wrote down, but one of them is very similar to the one you've just done. So I won't okay. do that one. I'll go play bench or wave Luol Dang, Pau Gasol and Tony Kukoc. Oh, okay. Um, play Tony Kukoc. Genie um, Mac. Now, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to bench Deng and wave Pow. Although that's a tough decision. Um, the reason being very similar to the one that you gave is Lowell just gave more to us over a longer period of time. Yeah. Even though Powell's two seasons with us were incredibly strong. And I think people forget how good he was as a bull. Um, yeah. I would just have to take Tony and, and Lowell of, over what they gave the bulls over the years. So play Tony, uh, bench Deng and wave Powell Gasol. Yeah, I think I'd probably go the same. Just purely on, obviously, Kukoc was there for, well, he's part of the dynasty, and he, and he's got his rings. And like you say, Powell, it was a good two years, but it was only two years. Yeah. You know, he was a, a two-time All-Star when he was with us, wasn't he? So. Yep, he was. But yeah, obviously we can't can't wave Luol either. We're not with him being British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, I think yeah, I'd I'd like to say I'll go with the same. Cool. Uh, uh, do you want to leave it there, or do you want to do one more round? Uh, yeah, we'll do one more just for. Because it gives me time to write some more down as well as we move forward. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so BJ Armstrong. No, oh, I've got him in one of mine as well. <laughs> John Paxson or Steve Kerr. Play bench or wave. Oh. I'll say play BJ Armstrong. Bench. Steve Kerr and Wave Paxson. Okay, and is that based on his court time or his back or his <laughs> back off front front office time? Um, they're playing BJ Armstrong because obviously he stepped up, didn't he, when um MJ went to play baseball for a year, and he was well, a good three pointer, and yeah. 
Uh, benching Steve Kerr because, well, that was his role, really, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> and, yeah, just waving Paxson because I've got to wave somebody, really. Yeah. yeah Nothing I, against I think... him as a player. to just, I think out of the three, he's the one that stands out the least. Yeah. I think, anyway. I think that's fair. I mean, um, I have a, a particular fondness for BJ Armstrong uh, purely because um, a good friend of mine who's in, this, in our group as well, actually, his favourite player, even throughout the dynasty years and MJ and Pippen and everything, was always BJ Armstrong. So yeah. he was constantly pumping BJ Armstrong up. Shout out, Neil. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he kind of, I think, subconsciously positioned him somewhere in the forefront of my mind um so i put bj to play as well and i just think that steve kerr uh on the bench because he was great off the bench anyway and good three-point shooter and obviously went on to become an incredible coach so he must have been a great bench guy as well and locker guy yeah. Um, and John Paxton then I would wave and get him out of the building before he starts doing any damage from upstairs <laughs> yeah right and my last one I've got uh, three to choose from right I'm going to have to double up some of the players you've given here no in fact I'll go with the one that's not got any Uh Play, bench or wave, Ron Harper, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich. Oh, that's good. <sighs> okay, I'd have to play Ben Gordon. Um, bench, Kirk Heinrich. And wave the other guy that you said. <laughs> Ron Harper. <laughs> Ron Harper, Ron Harper. Yeah, I'd wave Ron Harper. Um, as much as I like Ron Harper. Yeah, um, I'm quite surprised by that one. Yeah, I do, I do. I'm a big fan of Ron Harper, particularly the way he transformed his game and became a real D guy. Um, but, yeah, no, that's the way, I, that's the way I'd go it. Um, I just, well, I, I'm a big Ben Gordon fan as well. Loved him for us. Um and Kirk Heinrich, well, it's it's hard to take away what he did for us over the years. Um, real floor general uh, and tough, tenacious defender as well. So, yeah, I'd have to go that way. Yeah, I think I've got a similar play Kirk, bench BG and with Ron Harper. Purely on the fact I didn't really see enough of Ron Harper to obviously do that wrong time for us, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To form a legit opinion on him. Uh, I can't remember what I've just said now. Uh, benching Ben Gordon just again, it was uh, it was just kind of his role, really, wasn't it? And I do like him, and I just don't think he gave as much as what Kirk did. Uh, obviously that's why I'm going for Kirk playing very good uh, so yeah. that was a bit of crack yeah just fill a couple, what 10 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah and I, I think if you 
put that out for everybody at home. Um, feel free to jump on, give us your opinion, tell us what we got right, tell us what we got wrong, or just give us your own choices um, and uh, we can have a little look at it. Yeah. Um, so I will finish off as we normally do with your player profile. Yes. Um, so I've gone for a dynasty player. I've gone for number 54, Horace Grant. So Horace is 57, six foot 10 power forward from Clemson College, uh, 1983 to 1987. Drafted in round one, picked number 10 by the Bulls. Uh, his averages for us were 11.2 points per game, 8.1 rebounds per game, and 2.2 assists per game. Um, he played in the NBA for 18 years, 87 to 94 with the Bulls, uh, 94 to 99 with the Magic, then 99 to 2000 with the Sonics, 2000 to 2001 with the Lakers. Then he kind of flip-flopped a bit. He went back to the Magic. Um, Doc Rivers really didn't like him, had a bit of a fallout with him, and he ended up getting dropped there. Uh, took a year out and then came back in 2003, 2004 and went back to the Lakers. Um, from 2016 up until the present day, he is a special advisor to Michael Reinsdorf for the Chicago Bulls. Nicknames were Ho Grant or The General was what he was mainly known as. Four-time NBA champion, obviously three times with us, but he also won a chip with the Lakers in 2001. Um, he was an NBA All-Star in 1994, four-time All-Defensive Team, 93 to 96. And in his college years, he won the ACC Player of the Year. Um, Horace Grant, I loved him for us, loved him as a player. Um, he did often seem to be kind of followed around by controversy, though. Um but he never seemed to be a problem in any footage I've ever seen of him, be it locker stuff or conversational or on the court. However, he got this reputation that he was the guy that leaked all the information to Sam Smith in regards to uh, the Jordan Rules book. And then obviously this bit of controversy he had in The Magic with Doc Rivers um, and Doc Rivers actually came out and said that he undermined the management so much that he called him a cancer, which is quite strong. But then we also know Doc Rivers can be quite um, strong with what he says sometimes anyway. Yeah. Um, have you any kind of an opinion on Horace Grant at all, Matt? Uh, again, you know, he's obviously from that era where it was hard for us to try to keep tracking Ian. Um I just always remember him for his glasses. That's yeah. the one big thing. Um, you know, obviously, we almost got a bit of a legacy off him with um, was it his nephew, Jeremy Grant. That's right. There's some sort of relation, isn't he? Which that would yeah, be interesting his, to his see. Nephew, yeah. See how he'd have gone with us, but obviously that didn't happen. But no, he's... Um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously, he won rings with us, didn't he? So, can't yeah. knock him for that. And, well, I guess there's only him and everybody that's accused him of whatever that know the real 
the truth, isn't there? So, yeah, yeah. You know, and like you say, he's obviously still working in some sort of capacity for the Bulls. I know he does. Uh, he was on a live Q and A thing, wasn't he, on the Discord last year? That's or right. It was. Yeah, he was. I, I missed it actually. I would like to have um, fired a couple of questions his way, but um, yeah, yeah, he did. He did that. But yeah, I mean, playing wise, like I say, I haven't really got any sort of highlights of him because it was that era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from from what I remember of of watching him, anyway, he was um, he was a great defensive player and rebounder. You know, he was kind of like our our Rodman before we had Rodman type thing. Yeah. Um, in regards to rebounding, he was he was a excellent baseline cutter as well. You know, he always seemed to be under the rim at the right time for a player, be it Pippin, Jordan or whoever, to just drop a dime to him and he had he had the easy um, easy finish. Um but he also had quite a good mid range game too and he couldn't shot from shoot from distance, but his his shot from mid range was was pretty strong as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you touched on the goggles. Um, you know, I've got a note here actually. He famously wore the goggles due to myopia, which he actually got corrected with laser surgery. But then he continued to wear the goggles even though he didn't need them anymore because he'd got feedback from parents saying that he he had inspired their children that had to wear glasses. Um, so he actually continued wearing them even though they were just clear glass. <laughs> which then, is kind of cool. And we've seen it we carry on with Wendell Carter, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he's, he realized, he's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, it took him to uh, leave Bulls to realise he couldn't see. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He can catch the ball now. It's quite, it's quite cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like you say, three times, you know, champion with us and four-time champion uh, overall. It's just a pity it was with the Lakers, and um, he'll always be one of the legends. Um, I would say he always comes up quite high on all-time sort of Bulls lists as well, doesn't he? He he does. I mean, he he was brilliant. You know, there's no two ways around it. He was excellent, you know, for us. And uh, I don't know if you remember, he had a twin brother as well who played in the league, Harvey. Yeah. And they played uh, played in the league at the same time. I don't think they ever played on the same team together, but they certainly played at the same time, obviously, being the same age. And like you mentioned, he had Jeremy Grant and Jerry and Grant both playing in the NBA as well. Yeah. And nephews. So quite a family there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. that's it. Yeah, I'd say I've not got anything else. Obviously, uh, we've already alluded to that we'll be going again Thursday. Try and find some more content. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that rounds it up, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, I'm, uh, I say I'm Matt, and thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter, at MattCRedUK. And as for CRedUK, we're on all the socials, at CRedUK. Yeah, and thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the Sea Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, Sea Red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator.